Hour four of First Up continues here on TSN 1050. Aaron Karolnik and Carlo Koliakovo with you. The Toronto Raptors embark on a seven-game road trip, which begins tonight in Sacramento. One that could very well determine the present and future of this organization. A man who knows the NBA very well, of course, intimately as a former NBA executive, now ESPN's front office insider. It's Bobby Marks back on the show. Hey, Bobby, what's going on? Hey guys, good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Great to have you back. You had a column yesterday, a Hoop Collective column, and you know the CBA intimately, how extensions work. That was a big part of your role when you were with the Nets. So here in Toronto, that's going to be a big story This before the trade deadline, this offseason, with Fred Van Vliet, eventually with OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. Can you explain how the changing economics of the NBA could affect the Toronto Raptors in particular? Well, it wouldn't really affect Fred um, because the rule would probably, if there, if there is a change in the rule, it would take place for uh, for next year. I mean, Fred is likely going to become a free agent um, if he doesn't sign in this four-year $114 million extension. He's pretty been, he's been out front about it, um, that he's outplayed the contract and the likelihood is that he's going to become a um, become a free agent here. I think it's it's important to kind of see where it goes in the next two weeks when it comes to OG. Um, you know, OG's on a team friendly contract. He's got a player option for 2024-25. Uh, um, how the extension rules are right now, you can only uh, you're limited to a 20 percent increase here. And um, if those if that changes, where you know you can extend them for you know the percentage of the salary cap, whether it be twenty five or thirty percent, that makes it a little bit you know different as far as you know the ability to retain a player, the um, the leverage that you have as far as what you can maybe get back as far as if you put them on the on the on the trade market here. So I, I think there's you know there's a lot of different ways that Toronto can go. I mean certainly um, you know we've talked about Fred and Gary who who's got a player option also and. Um, you know, OG Pascal is going to be a free agent in 2024 here. So, as you said, they go on this road trip, and um, it's probably going to have a big role as far as what's going to happen here. I mean, they're kind of on the outside just trying to get into the play in here. I, I don't expect a complete teardown, but I would be surprised if we get past um, February 9th and Toronto didn't do anything here. So, Bobby, let's uh, expand on that a little bit. What would be your prediction on? You know, a van, what a Van Fleet trade would look like. Well, it's a matter if the other team is comfortable signing him to a big number. I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, we, you know, whenever a player is um, has the potential to become a free agent like he does, um, you know, he, you're not going to be able. You can't sign him to that extension. That goes out the window. So you're basically playing out the at the um, out the at the contract as far as, and you lose a lot of leverage because. The more you give up, the higher his price tag is going to be. So he's not going to get. You know, you're not getting with um, Atlanta traded for Deontay Murray. You're not. You're not getting multiple first and pick swaps and all all that stuff. That that's that's not happening here. So, I mean, I think if you're if you're looking to move him, um, you're probably looking at probably you know maybe you get a first round pick out of it. You probably get some role players out. Um, you know that's that's the big thing. I mean, you have to look at what the landscape of free agency is going to be. There's 
you know, potentially eight to nine teams that have um, pretty good money. Um, you know, one of those teams is certainly Orlando that we've heard um, that could probably use a point guard there. Um, so there's a lot of different factors here um, as far as, you know, what, what a package could look like. But I would, if, if he, you know, if there was a deal to be made, I, it's not going to be a Donovan Mitchell, Deontay, Mur- you know, what we saw this past summer. I think that's kind of uh, the market on those, those type deals has kind of cooled off. Bobby Marks is our guest. He is ESPN's front office insider. Your colleague at ESPN, Zach Lowe, he made some head headlines a couple of weeks ago where he talked about OG Ananobi and his trade value being quite high, Bobby, frankly. And that raised a lot of eyebrows here in Toronto where he used the Donovan Mitchell package as a comparison, which was a significant number of draft picks. And, I mean, there was a lot there for Donovan Mitchell in that trade in Utah and Cleveland. And there was a report yesterday from the Toronto Star that the Raptors had been offered three first-round picks for OG Ananobi. What do you think OG's trade value is? Do you think the Raptors would require more than three firsts to part with Ananobi? I, yeah, I, that's, that's, a, that's pretty rich as far as a team yeah. giving up. And I think that goes back to the extension rules. Like, if the extension rules don't change... Um, and they are as is, then I don't see a team out there willing to give up three first-round picks for a player that you can't extend, and then you basically he's going to be a free agent in 2024. You're basically going to be in the, the same predicament that Atlanta is in right now with Deontay Murray, who is in the same situation. He's going to be – you traded away three first, and he's going to become a free agent in 2024. And unless you're comfortable paying him near-max money – then that's that's a big gamble there here. So I think, you know, eventually what's going to happen here is that you've got five players here. You can't pay everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just the reality of the situation, whether it be, you know, Fred, whether it be Gary, whether it be Pascal eventually, whether it be OG, Scotty down the road here. Like you're not going to be able to pay five guys, you know, $23, $24 million plus and then build out your roster the back end here. So it's it's tough decisions that, you know, Masai is going to have to make. And, um, you know, if you don't do anything and you let the deadline pass, then you kind of revisit in the in the, um, in the the offseason when these guys could become free agents, you could do signing trades, um, you know. Um, but that's, that's kind of the, the situation that they're in right now. Bobby, how surprised would you be if we – um, went past the trade deadline and the Raptors didn't do anything? I'd be surprised. I'd probably be more surprised with Gary um, just because he's got, I think he's got value. Even if even if teams view him as a rental, I think he still has a, a first-round grade. Um, you know, we've kind of circled teams like um, like New Orleans as a, as a potential there just because of, you know, they've got a lot of draft equity and they've got contracts to, to make it work and if you're not comfortable paying, um, you know, it's similar, you know, it's similar to what we saw, I guess it was two years ago with when they went through the situation with Kyle and Norm. Um, if you're not comfortable paying him, you know, $18, $19 million, you know, four years, $80 million in that range, um, then, then yeah, then he would probably be the guy, the odd man out. So I would be surprised if we get past, you know, at five o'clock on the, on the ninth, um, and they're basically status quo here with, uh, with this, with their core guys. Bobby, the Lakers get Anthony Davis back tonight. He's missed 20 games with that foot injury. LeBron James, even last night, had 46 in a loss to the Clippers. What this guy has been doing, considering his age, his 20th season, he's been one of the most productive players in the NBA. But that has not lent itself to wins. The Lakers are out of the play-in right now. 
And we know those two draft picks they have, the 2027 first, the 2029 first, are hot commodities around the NBA. Any chance they move those picks in an effort to make the playoffs this season, or do you think they're going to be holding on tight to them through the deadline? I think they hold on tight. I don't think they're in play just to make the playoffs or the playing. Um, you know, Rob Palenka, their general manager, is pretty adamant. He's basically said it's like, you know, they've got to get us close to winning a championship. That's hard to do, right? Like, that's... You know, there's not there's not anyone out there right now. There's the Bradley Beal or Zach Levine or one of these, you know, all stars um, that sign contracts. Um, Damian Lillard's not available here, and I don't think you're going to move a 2027 and 2029 unprotected first um, just for a, a good a good role player. I, I mean, Davis has to stay healthy. I mean, that's that's really what what it comes down to here. Um, if he can stay healthy and uh, you made a minor trade earlier in the week with Rui Hachimura, and yeah, you know, LeBron's play, has certainly played at a high level. The problem is the Western Conference. I mean, you look at from five to thirteen in the standings, and there's little separation. And if you're the Lakers and you lose, you know they got, they lost last night and lost against the Clippers. You lose, you know, a few games. You know, you'll be four games, three games out of just getting into the play-in here. So it's a big stretch of games here. But I would be really surprised if of either one of those first-round picks are moved. Bobby, you talked about the Western Conference, and there's been sort of a shift with Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, New Orleans, the top four teams. I mean, who would ever thought that with some of the powerhouses that we're used to seeing up there? But in the Eastern Conference, it's status quo. It's Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Who do you expect to make one of the biggest moves uh, come trade deadline? Well, I would be surprised if any of the top teams did, uh, you know, whether it be Boston or Philly, um, you know, Brooklyn, Cleveland, um, you know, Milwaukee. It's just because, you know, every every one of these teams, either their draft assets are limited, they're top-heavy in, in, um, in salary here. I think Atlanta is kind of intriguing just because they're not one of the top six, but they're a team that's fighting for the plan. You know, I've, I've kind of circled Chicago, right, because, you know, they had a bad loss last night against Indiana. Um, I think they're three games below 500. Um, they went all in with this roster. They, you know, spent a lot of money on Levine this summer. DeRozan could become a free agent in 24. Vucevic is a free agent this off season here. Um, not a contender, so that's the team I probably have circled. You know, that, as I mentioned, them in Atlanta. But it's hard for me to look at one of these. You know, the, the Boston uh, or Brooklyn. You know, making, making a shakeup with their roster as is right now. Bobby, we can't thank you enough for taking the time this morning. He is ESPN's front office insider, one of the best in the business, Bobby Marks. Thanks for this. Thanks, guys. All right, that is, again, Bobby Marks. We didn't get into the Bronny James story, but he was named a McDonald's All-American. You know who else was yesterday? Peja Stoyakovich's kid. No way. Andre Stoyakovich. Wow. Peja, oh, that jumper. Oh, yeah. just a work of art. And Dewan Wagner, I don't know if you remember that name. He was a really, really good player at the University of Memphis, was a top-five pick in the draft, had a couple of injuries, or maybe he got sick. Something weird happened with Dewan Wagner. His kid is uh, in, in I guess, grade, grade 11, grade 12, very much legit, a McDonald's yeah. All-American. So you have LeBron's kid, you have Peja Stoyakovich's kid, and Dewan Wagner's. I love that name. Uh, I wonder if, uh, yeah, Peja Koliakovo, you got maybe third child, <laughs> third child in the Koliakovo uh, household running around. No third child. Peja. Not happening. Peja would be a good name. That is a quality name, underused. 
Pedro Stojakovic, I mean, you got a good uh, affiliation. Kid comes out already, can shoot threes so right out of the womb. Yeah. That's what Pedro Stojakovic could do, and that's what happens. That's uh, what happened at Del Curry, that. right? Name his kid Steph. Yeah, what happens. that's right. Shooting or threes Seth. right out of the womb. Or Seth. Both yeah. of those guys can shoot some threes. But I thought that story was was really interesting. And LeBron talking to the the Oregonian, I think that's what the newspaper is called, out there in Portland, how all I need to do is pick up the phone and Bronny can get into any school he wants. That's true. That is absolutely true. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, you know, think about how college has changed the rules with the name, image, and likeness, right, where kids can make money. Like, if I'm like Bronny James could make some serious cash in college, and not that he needs it. His dad is literally a billionaire. But at the same time, you know, there's this rush. There's this thought that Bronny will try to get to the NBA as soon as possible to play with his dad. I mean, would you rule out the possibility of LeBron playing three more NBA seasons? No. The guy's averaging like 30 a game. He's been incredible. Not so, at all. Yeah, I mean, actually, I'd actually be surprised if he didn't. Yeah, I know. It's funny to see Dwayne Dwayne Wade sitting courtside yesterday at the Lakers game, and <laughs> he's been retired for a number of years, and he was like pretty much washed up by the end of end of his end of his tenure. And LeBron is still doing things in his twentieth season that literally defy any and all logic. It's mm, uh, put up forty six last night. Yeah, forty six last night. He's averaging like well over thirty five in the last month or so. He's getting better as the season wears on, which again inexplicable to say the least my fan duel best bets coming up on the other side and we'll tee up a very busy evening in the world of sports as the snow starts to fall here in toronto more first up after this